This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Talk about March Madness. As I'm sitting at the home studio right now, I'm looking up at the TV screen. North Carolina is waxing Marquette right now, 21 to 10. North Carolina is eighth ranked. Marquette is ninth ranked. The East region again, North Carolina currently up 21 to 10. But the March Madness that we're talking about here on the show has to do with the NFL and has to do with the Raiders and everything that's been going on. Well, hell, I mean, when I speak about the March Madness, it really is going on in the NFL in a major way. There's been a lot of moving and shaking going on today, a lot of stuff coming out of Cleveland. Who knows what's going to go on with Baker Mayfield? A lot of word about Deshaun Watson. Who knows what's going to go on with him? I'll tell you what, once Deshaun Watson and whatever team he decides he's going to go to and he agrees to make uh, a trade to or be traded to, the domino effect of that quarterback carousel is going to be bananas. I cannot wait to see how it all shakes out and love the fact that the Raiders are sitting back. They're handling their business. They're building their roster up right now. They're about to introduce Chandler Jones to the local media. I'm excited about that. And when they do that, we'll go to it live here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. My man, DeMond Cotton, in the in home studio, holding it down for us. So he'll give us the word when they go live to Chandler Jones, and we'll make that happen. But – I love the fact that the Raiders are sitting back and they're making things happen. They're just building their roster. They ain't worried about nothing else. You know what I mean? Uh, they ain't worried about quarterbacks that want to be traded, teams that say, no, we're not going to trade you, quarterbacks that's got civil suits on their name, quarterbacks that have no trade clauses. I mean, they, they ain't got no – you know what they say? I got 99 problems, but a blank ain't one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the Raiders are – I got 99 problems, but the QB ain't one. And, I mean, it, it, it really does feel good to be able to cover a team that you know is in a good position with the quarterback right now on the roster. Regardless of who feels what about Derek Carr, you know that the Raiders have a solid quarterback that can get it done that we all believe is going to be the guy under center uh, moving forward after this year. But there is so much question marks out there throughout the NFL, and I know some people will question it and say, well, maybe not, Q. Maybe not. Maybe you're right. I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the belief that that uh, the, the, the quarterback is not the problem that the Raiders are worried about right now. They're worried about stopping the quarterback, getting, getting the quarterback to the ground, and putting this roster together so they can go out there and compete at a high level in this AFC West. It's going to be a dog of a division. So uh, it's just fun to be able to kind of sit back and, and be a fly on the wall and watch all the rest of the chaos that goes along in the NFL. Coming up on today's show, Chandler Jones is supposed to meet with the media in a matter of minutes at the Raiders facility in Henderson. And when he does, like I said, we'll go to him. Uh, and if he doesn't get on before 2.30, we'll be talking with Alex Clancy, host of Locked On Cardinals, who obviously covered Chandler Jones for a very long time for the since he's been uh, with the, the Cardinals in 2016. So he's been there. He, he knows Chandler Jones inside and out. So we'll talk some Chandler Jones coming up at 2.30 with my guy Alex Clancy, host of Locked On Cardinals. At 3 o'clock, Jessica Felton is going to join us. She's the senior manager of the Raider Image. They got some big things going on at the Raider Image. And normally I don't – 
bring on a guest that's going to talk about the store that sells a bunch of merchandise of the Raiders. But I know we were just talking about it earlier this week about different purchases that you made and sports purchases that you want. Well, the Raider image has got some big things going on, so I want to make sure to put it in everyone's ears so they know. So if you do want to go out and go and buy some Raider merchandise, then right about now, maybe tomorrow is the day to go do it, and Jessica will tell us why. She'll do that at 3 o'clock at 3.15. We'll talk to Xander Zayas. Yeah, he's the Xander Zayas, excuse me. He's a fighter who's going to be fighting with Quincy Levias coming up this Saturday night in Madison Square Garden. He's a heck of a fighter. Uh, he's he's he, man, he's really trying to put on for the city. Uh, he's going to have a lot of uh, family and friends there to 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 cheer him on. So we'll talk to Xander coming up about three fifteen, and uh, we're also working on trying to get a couple of the newer players onto the show as well. If not onto our show, we'll get them onto Vinny Bonsignor show in the huddle that comes up four to six p.m. Earlier today, a couple of the players did meet with the media and had some cool things to say. Brandon Bolden, he comes in as the running back from New England, signs a deal there. He has family ties to the Raiders. He was able to talk to the media earlier today. Uh, also, uh, Rakia Sin, who was traded for Unique Ngakwe, went to Indianapolis. Rakia Sin, the cornerback, returned to the silver and black. He talked to the media as well. So uh, we'll have a few sound bites from them throughout the course of the show. So we got a lot to get to. On today's show, also have a show question that I want to throw out there to you. We found out today that Allen Robinson is headed to the Rams. <laughs> Imagine that, right? The Rams are are uh, are getting another guy to add to that arsenal. They're signing him to a pretty big deal, pretty massive deal, and they still believe that they have room to try to sign Odell Beckham Jr., who got hurt Ow. in the Super Bowl. They, hey man, they can make it happen. You know what I saw? You know, it's funny you say how, Damon, and it's so funny. We were talking about Von Miller and his deal yesterday at the end of the show, and we all knew that there was a lot of funny money there. But when Buffalo entered free agency, they had about $8 million in cap space. That was it. <laughs> that was it. And they went out there and made a huge uh, splash and went and got Von Miller. And so it's, it's just so funny that, uh, like we mentioned before, if teams want to get players under the salary cap, they, in fact, can. So Allen Robinson agrees to a three-year, $45 million deal that, that guarantees $30 million with the Rams. And, again, they still believe they'll have enough money left over to go and sign OBJ. And I, I believe from the very beginning that Odell Beckham Jr. was going to return to the Rams anyway, but also tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. So I uh, don't know when he'll be ready to go out there and perform. Probably be maybe half a season at best. But – we all know what kind of weapon he is when he's out there and he's healthy. So, uh, the, yeah, the Rams are just loading up. But getting back to the Raiders, now that you know Allen Robinson is headed to the Rams, now that you know Devontae Adams is franchising Green Bay, most likely he's not getting out of there, what would you like to see the Raiders do at the wide receiver position? Just straight up. We, we saw Cole Beasley was released earlier today from the Buffalo Bills. I'm not advocating to go sign him. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, there's other guys out there. Uh, Scantling's out there that's available. There's other guys that are out there. The draft is out there. Plenty is out there available. So I'd love to hear from you at 69187, keyword R&R. What would you like to see the Raiders do at the wide receiver position? Demond, I think you give me the thumbs up that we're good to go to the facility in Henderson. Chandler Jones is meeting with the media, the new Las Vegas Raider. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. You with the Raiders, uh, but yesterday, just out of the blue, this, this deal happened. Um, I imagine, though, it was kind of 
going on behind the scenes, but how did this deal kind of come together? Yeah, that was uh, my agent, honestly, my agent. I, I spoke to my agent, we sat down, um, and we had a list, and obviously the Raiders were, were on the list. Um, but there were a lot of things that credited to my decision of coming to, to coming. I'm sorry, coming to Las Vegas. Uh, Max Crosby. I mean, everyone's speaking about Max Crosby. I'm speaking about Max Crosby. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, and just to have the opportunity to rush on the opposite side of him is huge for me. Uh, the front office. I have familiar. I'm very familiar with the front office. I trust them like no other. I mean, they, I've known this. I know them since I came into the NFL. Uh, Dave Sigler, Josh McDaniels, Pat Graham. Pat Graham was my position coach in New England when I first started playing my rookie year. So he's a D coordinator. Uh, this is great. This is a great opportunity for me. I'm happy to be a Raider, and uh, like I said, I can't wait to get on the field. I was going to ask you about Patrick Graham. Like you said, he was a defensive line coach and a linebacker coach uh, those years while you were there. Um, what kind of impact did he have back then and for it to kind of come full circle uh, now? Yeah, well, one thing I admire about Pat Graham is his love for, the fo for football, and not just for football, but for the players as well. Uh, when I got in as a rookie, he didn't just teach me about uh, this is how you get to the quarterback, this is how you set an edge. Uh, he taught me the things off the field, things about how to be a man, little things like tying your tie. Um, things like that, they go a long way. And uh, me and Pat, we still had a relationship, you know, when, when I left New England. And uh, it's almost a dream come true that we have this opportunity to, to be in the same room again or to be on the same team as, again. Uh, like I said, I saw him in the hallway coming here, and I just gave him a big hug and squeezed him really tight because, like I said, who would have thought this would have happened? Hey, Chandler's Tashawn Reed from The Athletic. Um, obviously, he spent a lot of time in New England, so he had experience. They're usually a team that uses multiple fronts on, on defense. What's, what's sort of the, I guess, benefit of, of being multiple up front from week to week and, and, and kind of throwing different looks at offenses? Yeah, well, uh, I think well, when, when you have a front office like this, um, they're very versatile, and uh, they get versatile players that can do a lot of different things. Um, the stuff, the skip, when you talk about scheme, the, having the ability to change scheme is very confusing for the opposing team. Uh, I mean, if you, if you come out in a, in a three, four for two weeks straight, and then that, and the next week that 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 third week that third team is going to think that you're in a three, four, and you switch to a four, three, that that could be a nightmare. That's when you see blowouts. That's when you see, and not trying to guarantee that, but I'm just saying that's when you see huge games like that. So uh, in order to have the ability to to be versatile and to switch and and alter your defense. Uh, it makes it makes it very dangerous uh, for a team. It's a very dangerous feature to have. And uh, you somebody throughout your career, really, regardless of where you lined up, where you've been, you've been consistently productive. Um, obviously, you have your, your go-to moves and things of that nature. But how have you continued to evolve your game as your career has gone on to, to stay effective? Yeah, I think uh, consistency is one of the biggest things I take pride in. That's one of the biggest characteristics that I try to I try to highlight when someone says, "Hey, what makes you good?" What makes Chandler Jones a good pass rusher? Consistency. Uh, I just I just spoke in a previous interview about when someone make an investment in something and they know that's they're consistent. You know, in any aspect of life, when you sit there and you say, "Hey, I know that this person is going to be there Monday through Friday. They're going to be this way." That's easy to that's easy to to, to invest in because I know and uh, that's one thing that I take pride in is, is just being consistent. So, like I say, year in and year out, uh, we've been getting to the quarterback. Well, I've been getting to the quarterback, and uh, like I said to have the opportunity to rush with Max Crosby. Listen, 
I, and he he'll tell you I'm a fan of him. And after, after I'll talk to him after games. I'll text him back when I was over back when I was on the on the Cardinals. I'll be texting Max saying, "Hey, that was a good move. How'd you what'd you do there? How'd you set up that spin?" So, um, like I said, he Facetimed me when he found out the news. I don't know if you guys saw it on the news, but he Facetimed me. And he was he was about to cry. He was so happy. He was about to cry when I saw him down in the cafeteria earlier. So, like I said, I'm happy to be here. Chandler, how much have Hondo Carpenter with Sports Illustrated, how much have they talked to you about your leadership as well? You're not only a great player in the field, but you're a leader in the locker room. Yeah, uh, I think that's expected of me, of where I am in my career. Uh, I'm 32. Uh, this is going into year 11, I believe. And uh, I think leadership is, is expected of me coming here. Uh, also, I want to say I'm not, I'm not going to be one of those guys that's going to come here and try to demand respect. You have to earn that from the players. And I've learned that from coming to a new team. And I would say I'm the kind of leader. I'm not a guy that's going to get, get out and say hoorah and yell and try to, and try to get you know, uh, everyone's attention that way. I'm a, I'm a huge lead-by-example guy. Hey, Chandler's, Chandler's running off the field. Let me run off the field. Maybe that, maybe that helps to success. Um, just little things like that. And I think that's very contagious. And not demanding for people to do it, but just do it and then, and then show the results. You know what I'm saying? Hey, this... Oh, Chandler, he, he stayed. He stayed after a little bit just to do an extra few steps to work on his craft. Damn, but somehow he got two sacks this week. Sorry, excuse my language. You know what I'm saying? But when you perfect your craft, it shows. The results always show. And maybe I could be a, an example to that because I'm a, I'm a hard worker. I'm a really hard worker. And uh, but I and when it goes back to your question as far as leadership, I expect to take that role coming to this team and any team that I'm on. That comes with the package for sure. Chandler, Paul, Paul Gutierrez here from from ESPN. Of course. Having been in the league now for over a decade, what was the outside perception of this organization when it was in Oakland now it's in Vegas, just kind of as a player observing uh, this organization? Of course. That's a, that's a really good question. And, and I, I just answered it, so I have a good answer for you. I, I was asked that question in another interview. Um, I've always been a fan of this organization, and I've, I've always been a fan of, of the Davis family. Um, so for me to finally wear silver and black, it, it's a tremendous feeling. Uh, so my, my perception on the outside was, oh, when am I going to get my shot? That's all. Um, like I said, I know you guys were in, in Oakland before, and, and now we're here in Vegas. This team's here to win, you know what I'm saying? Regardless of where we're at, like I said, I respect the, the location, but the main goal is to win. And, uh, and I think they bought a player like here for me to help move in that direction. Chandler, throughout your NFL career, this is kind of the first time you were able to test free agency and really choose where you got to play. How much excitement went into being able to like make that decision of controlling your destiny where you got to go? Yeah, I will say when the season first ended, uh, that's when the nerves dropped a little bit because I had no clue. You know what I'm saying? And then I, when I realized and, and I got the opportunity to sit back and self-scout and look at what I had done this previous season, I knew that I had a little chance. To, you know, I said, you know, I'm not – I can I, I could do this, you know, I'm, I'm good. Um, but I really prayed on my decision, I really did. I wanted to know, um, you know, obviously the, the front office, the players, the culture, uh, the location, and uh, this place crossed everything. It, it, it crossed, it dotted all I's, it crossed every T. And, and just, like I said again, the culture, just being around here, being around the guys, when I walked, when I walked in the building and met everyone, it just felt like at home, you know? Um, you know, sometimes you walk into a building and you walk into a, one of these big modern houses and you're like, yeah, I guess you can call this home, but it's just not home, you know? Uh, and then you walk into a small house and it has pictures hung up. There's a stockings and stuff like that. It's like, it feels home. And I, I got that vibe walking into this facility for sure. And like I said, I can't wait to get back.
Chandler, how did you and, and Max initially connect? Was it just over social, or had you met like a just being fans of football? Yeah, I think I think Max had a big game, and I think he reached out to me on Instagram and he direct messaged me, and and we've been chopping it up since then. We we swapped numbers, and uh, and we just send tips. I mean, we just we swap film, we'll send clips, and what'd you do on that? How'd you do that? And it, it's just fun, you know, because when you walk into someone that loves football as much as you do, I mean, we could sit there and talk for days, hours. I mean, you know. And Max is one of those guys. We almost got into it talking football in the training room, actually. But uh, I told him we got a lot of time for that. <laughs> got a lot of time. Chandler, I know it's been you know a whirlwind couple of days, but have you let your mind wander playing in front of Raider Nation inside Allegiant Stadium? You know, I know you said you were blown away by just walking in here. Yeah. Have you kind of let your mind wander and just what you think about playing in this market? Man, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to show this conference, uh, Raider Nation to show them my talents. And, and not that, I, that if they didn't know, um, I'm excited for them to see me in silver and black, second quarterbacks, honestly. And not to make any guarantees, but I think I'm going to be doing a lot of it. Chandler, what's your uh, impression? It, obviously, you've heard what happened here in Vegas with Ruggs and Arnett and Hobbs and whatever, but what's kind of your impression of Las Vegas as a, as a city? I mean, people say, oh, you can get in trouble. You can get in trouble in any city and find trouble in any city. It seems like Vegas kind of takes a bad rap for for what it is, and people can find trouble here or anywhere. But but what's your impression of, of this city? Yeah, I'm a I'm a huge believer on it is what you focus on. If you focus on that, you can make it that. But the main goal, the main reason why I am here, Chandler Jones is here, is to win football games, to help this team win. Like I said previously, despite the location, you could talk Vegas, um, Oakland, winning football games. That's that's the main goal, and and if if anyone doesn't feel that way, it's my job as being a, a new addition and a new signee to spread that to spread that news. And I, I'm sure it's not news; these guys know. But that's what's reiterated in practice. That's what's going on in the locker room. Hey, how much film did you guys watch? Yeah, that's not an issue. I don't think that's an issue at all. Uh, we're here to win. Chandler, seeing the names of some of the quarterbacks in this division, particularly Russell Wilson. Somebody you've uh, been able to kind of get his number on. Yeah. Did that excite you coming here to the UC West? Yes. <laughs> you know, I, you see that pause where I tried to think of something to say. Yeah, it was exciting. And and I and I've, I think I've sacked Russell Wilson more than I've sacked anyone. But Russell's a great friend of mine. I guess I'll say that to him, actually. I'll FaceTime him and call him now. Um, but he's a great friend of mine. And like I said, he's a, he's a competitor. And he's a hell of a player. Um, even having the opportunity to play against him uh, twice a year will be fun. But uh, he thought he can get away from me leaving, but uh, I'm right here with him again, so that's going to be fun to get after him a little bit. Uh, I talked to some other players who played for Josh previously, and they said he has a unique ability to be very demanding but very player-friendly. Can you explain what that dynamic is, please? It's just, yeah, of course. Actually, as you were saying, as you were saying it, I was – comprehending it's just respect that's all that is if you if you if you not demand it but you earn the respect and Josh definitely has earned the respect that's all that is if a coach can literally have a player talk to a player open them up laugh and then say hey turn it off and for the player to react that way that's all respect and Josh has that respect you know what I'm saying he's he's proven he's, he has it around the league I'm so happy for him to be the head coach but yeah Josh has that respect and like I say yeah he, he definitely can can you know be a Beyond and, and as far as turning it off, as far as uh, you know, being player friendly and then being strict. Josh is a guy. 
he's the guy. You guys all set? Anything else? Okay. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you. So there you go right there. Does that not get the juices going a little bit? Does that not get the blood flowing? New edge rusher for the Las Vegas Raiders, Chandler Jones. You tell me that that relationship with Max Crosby doesn't get you fired up? I know he had a really good relationship with Unique Ngakwe. I'm not trying to downplay that. But you telling me that, that Chandler Jones coming out and saying one of the reasons he's excited to be here, and he pauses and says, Max Crosby, listen to me. Max Crosby. You tell me that doesn't get you fired up a little bit? I'm sitting at the house, and I'm fist pumping, man. I'm looking at DeMond. We're on a Zoom call right now so we can see each other. And I'm fist pumping. He's fist pumping. I mean, we might as well be in the game watching someone score touchdowns or sack the quarterback like we're fired up. He did get me fired up. Like you said, he even mentioned Max multiple times. Even questions when Max wasn't brought up, he mentioned them. Like, so just to feel how excited he was to play for the Raiders, it did get me excited. I know he said that he's a lead-by-example guy, but I'm willing to follow him. Yeah, I mean, I'm following him right now. I'm excited about what he had to say. I love the fact that he said if there's any questions out there, we're here to win games. How many times did he say we're here to win games? I'm here to win games. I don't care if I'm in Oakland, if I'm in Vegas. I'm here to win games. And that's what matters. And I like how he also said he's going to be getting after the quarterback and getting sacks a lot, too. He's like, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not trying to make any guarantees, but he letting him be known. He's here to be an impact player as well. Yes. And he also said he's excited to wear the silver and black. And he emphasized silver and black a couple times earlier today when Brandon Bolden was speaking to the media. He said, I can't wait to put on that black and silver. And it happens. People say it sometimes. He even tweeted out uh, silver and black. My bad. Or, you know, whatever. It was funny when he tweeted that out. <laughs> but I like how Chandler Jones emphasized that a few times. You tell me that I don't get the blood flowing, though, here for Chandler Jones. And there's a chance we may hear from him ourselves on the show today. I'm not guaranteeing it, but there's a chance. They're working on it there at the, at the facility in Henderson, and I do appreciate the Raiders PR for trying to make that work. Text on the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R from Ty in Missouri. Wow, Q, I love this guy already. Just listening to him talk, he sounds like a very smart guy. He inspires confidence. Love what he had to say about playing next to Max. Great move by my Raiders. That's Ty in Missouri. Tell me that doesn't sum it up perfectly. Tell me that doesn't. Perfect. You know, that was a perfect text right there. Yes, it really was. Uh, and I'm telling you, just listening to him, I know he's a hell of a player. Been watching him play for years. He's a guy that I, I will say, and I'll ask him if he's on the show. I, if he comes on the show, one of the questions I promise you I'll ask him was, is if he thinks the Patriots traded him a year earlier than they should have. Because they did. They traded him. And I was like, man, this dude's got plenty left in the tank. And, well, all he did is go and have double-digit sack years every single year since he's been gone from New England outside of 2020 when he only played in five games due to injury. Every single year since then, Raider Nation, he's had double-digit sacks, including a 19-sack season. I mean, come on, man. Let's give this dude some props and his leadership and being familiar with Patrick Graham. I mean, you tell me that that doesn't get you going a little bit. I know, again, you don't win in March. Can't win any games in March. I get it. But you feel like you got a good one there in March, right? You Those feel Patrick like you got Graham a good stories one. were the best. Right. Like, some of those stories that he was sharing, like teaching him how to how to tie his tie, those were like that. So that makes me feel even more confident about who Patrick Graham is and how he's going to lead that defense. Those were stories where it's just like, oh, man, that's a special bond that they have. Yes, no doubt. Hey, I'm glad you pointed that out because, yeah, when he said that, he taught me how to tie a tie. That's a big deal. 
It, it, it may sound small to some people, but that's a big deal. That means that they have a personal relationship. It's not just go get the quarterback. Oh, go fill this gap. Go do this. Go do that. Don't you know? It's more than that. Got a text from Big Deuce. That interview gave me chills. It's finally nice to hear players happy to come play here. Got a text from Robin Oakland. Damn. Chandler Jones looks at football in big, overarching concepts and in fine detail like a coach. He sounds like he's going to help us win games by winning the smaller games within the games. If he were a rookie talking like that, I'd roll my eyes. But he's got the track record to back it up, and he knows to say silver and black. I'm liking what I'm hearing. That's from Rob in Oaktown. I love it. I really do. I really do, and hopefully we're able to get him on the show. Like I said, they are working on it behind the scenes to try to make that happen. If we don't get him on the show, there's a good chance that Vinny will get him on between four and six, and that's cool. As long as someone gets them on, I just need some more of that pumped directly into my veins. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm man. saying? Like, yo, I'm pumped up. <laughs> and also, the suit and turtleneck combo, it's people were talking about how well how well spoken he was and stuff, but he just came off as a superstar. Am I wrong? No, he did. He came was off like a star. He came off as a star. He came off as a guy who knows that, hey, this is business. I need to look the part as well. Because I saw a tweet from uh, Eddie Pascal that was talking about the talking about the turtleneck. And then he said, and shout out to my guy Chandler Jones for changing into his suit before he went to meet the media. So he took that responsibility like, hey, I'm about to go meet this media. Let me go and get really G'd up and make sure I look good. So he respects the part. He respected the media. I love the way that he answered the questions in, in detail like he wanted to be there. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal, as a matter of fact. I'm telling you, I love what we just heard from Chandler Jones. And if that's not a great way to start the show off, I mean, hey, I, I could talk about what's something stupid that I talk about on the regular. <laughs> I could talk about walking to Livermore to go see Cheryl just to get denied for the rest of the show, and everything would be good. <laughs> everything would be good because that was, that was inserted directly into my veins right there. Chandler Jones was fantastic. Great job, Damon, getting him on, and hopefully we get to talk to him in a little bit. But coming up next, we are going to keep with the Chandler Jones theme. My guy, Alex Clancy, he's the host of Locked On Cardinals. He got to cover Chandler Jones for years, ever since the Patriots traded him to the Cardinals. He'll join us next to give us a little bit more detail on the new edge rusher for the Raiders, Chandler Jones. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Just heard some fantastic stuff from new Raiders edge rusher Chandler Jones. Definitely got me excited. Got a lot of Raider Nation excited as I'm seeing a lot of tweets roll through, a lot of text messages on our Salmon Ash text line as well. Very excited about what we just heard. But to take a little bit deeper dive into the guy who is Chandler Jones, I want to bring on my good friend Alex Clancy. He's host of Locked On Cardinals. You can find him on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. And Alex, man, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And first of all, you're blessed, man. You were able to cover Chandler Jones for a very long time while he was there in Arizona. And from what we just heard from his introductory press conference, he is a fantastic dude. You know, I love hearing from you, Q. This was not a text I wanted to get, even though I knew it was coming. <laughs> uh, to come join you. You know, like, yeah, Chandler Jones is as advertised. It was one of the worst trades New England ever made, uh, trading 
Chandler Jones for a second-round pick. Um, he is 100% as advertised. Locker room guy, level-headed, not, you know, not a real problem, and you know, the dude's a beast. Yeah, no, he sounded like a beast, and I think everyone that was just listening to him talk just kind of wants to run through a wall now for him. But, you know, one of the things that really stood out to me and a, a bunch of people responded was he sounds so much like a coach. The way he speaks is it just like it's almost in coach speak, but it's not BS. You know what I mean? It's just like, hey, this is what it is, and this is how he's going to get it done, and he's so focused on winning. Is that the same same Chandler Jones that you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's 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 wild. Like when when AJ Green came over and signed with the Cardinals last year. I know it's not exactly the same, but when you see a star that you haven't had on the roster and you hear them talk, you're like, this is different. You can just tell the difference when they talk, when they're on the field, when when their reputation precedes them and they follow through on their introductory press conference. It just hits different. You get as a sportsman, as somebody that covers sports, you get the chills. I'm sure that everybody in Vegas got the got the happy chills after talking to Chan, after hearing him talk. Yeah, exactly, and I'm hoping to get him on the show at some point this afternoon. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned about the trade from the Patriots to the Cardinals, and I've been telling anyone who's willing to listen that, you know, the Patriots usually trade players away at the right time. They usually trade them about a year early, right, before they have to get paid, and maybe they're starting to slow down a little bit. That has to be, uh, as you mentioned, the the trade that the Patriots look back and say, well, why did we do it so early? That that didn't need to happen. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I always thought that. Is that kind of what you think as well? For sure, yeah. I mean, what they did, like, when they had Chandler Jones and Jamie Collins over there, I did not understand why you'd ever want to break that up, especially with how good they were doing. But, yeah, um, it was probably two years too early or three years too early that time. Even Belichick can outsmart himself at times. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Alex Clancy, host of Locked On Cardinals here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. So as far as on the field, I mean, the Raiders had Unique Ngakwe last year. I like him a lot. He was a double-digit sack guy. Uh, his, he wasn't that good against the run, but he was out there and he was giving maximum effort. I mean, he really was, and him and Max Crosby really helped grow together. How much is Chandler Jones, in your opinion, really have the complete all-around game? I mean, it's there. Like, it, I don't understand Cardinals fans. I, I, they're not really understanding how important Chandler Jones was to this team. Um, it, he's kind of been on an island pass rush wise. So obviously, he's going to get double teamed. He's going to get triple teamed. And when you realize that a pass rusher and their and their excellence isn't directly correlated to their sack numbers, like that's not the only determining factor on how great they are and how much of an impact they make, you'll realize how important Chandler Jones is. And, I mean, him and Max Crosby together are going to be an absolute just terror for the three great quarterbacks that are in that division. Four great quarterbacks, I'll say. Yeah, no no doubt about it. And on top of that, he has a history of chasing down Russell Wilson, right? What is it about that? I, I, I had to ask, and I want to ask him as well, what is it about Russell Wilson where he's so successful at getting after him? I don't know because <laughs> a lot of times it's it's in the Cardinals Seahawks rivalry has been a weird one because usually the road team is the aggressor and the road team wins a lot of the games and Chandler Jones whenever he went to Seattle he would always just have a strip sack extraordinaire like he's I I don't know what it is but whatever it is is a beautiful thing for Oakland because you're going to see him twice a year I mean that's that's just an added bonus definitely. I'm going to have to get you to uh, to remember that uh, the Raiders are now in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, what did I say? Oakland, yikes. Yeah. 
Sorry. <laughs> no, it's funny. No, it's funny you said that because Chandler started off and he he started to say Oakland as well and and realized it was Las Vegas. It's it's something that's easy to do. But Alex, I got to give you the dirt because well, that's that's just how cool we are. I can do that. But yeah. right right now we're talking with Alex Clancy, host of Locked On Cardinals. He's on Twitter at Clancy's Corner, and my man Demond in the home studios got one for you. Yeah, Alex, we're talking. I feel like we all see that Chandler Jones is a star and he still has a lot left in the tank. So what was it for the Cardinals to let him walk? Do they just not want to match the Raiders' price point, or do they feel that they have options in place to replace his production? How much time you got? (laughs) Um, All the time in the world, brother. (laughs) So so this is a direct correlative between Steve Kime and the inability to bring in young talent through the draft. That's what this is. And it's the inability to look and say, you know what? The New Orleans Saints just freed up $100 million in cap space from the end of last season through whatever day today is. And the Cardinals just, there's, there's a disconnect. And that's not to say that Chandler Jones would have wanted to come back. And I don't think this number was insane that he got from the, from the Raiders. I mean, look at what Von Miller got in Buffalo. Like, right. I, I, I think this more has to do with Chandler Jones not wanting to come back. He requested a trade about 18 months ago, about not wanting to come back rather than the Cardinals, you know, not willing to bend the cap to pay him. But, I mean, the Cardinals' cap hell is because of their inability to draft well, and this has just been – this is the culmination of four or five years of bad drafting overall just in real time. And does this also have a correlation with them not extending Kyler Murray yet and paying him? Oh my God! How much time you got? You know, like, <laughs> Let no, it all no, out. Let there, it all no, out. There isn't one. <laughs> there isn't. There isn't one. One. This specifically doesn't have to do with the other. This one doesn't have to do with the other. I mean, you like Chandler Jones has been great for this organization. They paid him a lot of money to be a part of this organization, and you could probably see the writing on the wall as we see with aging, quote unquote, aging players when they're coming to the last year of their deal. If they were to extend him last offseason, he may have retired a Cardinal. But the line was drawn in the sand like, hey, you can play your contract out after tearing your bicep and you're out for pretty much the entirety of the 2020 season. We're not going to re-sign you. So I feel like the writing was on the wall you know, way, way, soon, way uh, earlier than the end of last season. I think how the Cardinals embarrassingly finished their season last year was just the icing on the cake. Yeah, that was that was interesting the way that that all shook out. Of course, we all saw what's gone on so far this offseason with Kyler and Cliff. And, you know, I, and I didn't get to ask you this, and I'm not trying to, you know, rub salt, but how much of a shock was it to you when the coach gets extended, the GM gets extended, and Kyler Murray has wiped his whole social media of anything Cardinals? It just seemed like there's so many questions, and, it's, and, and instead of, you know, hey, let's get these problems solved, it's like, hey, let's go extend the coach and go extend the GM. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this by proxy of what my dad said. So I called him, I told him, and he and he goes, he's not even a real Cardinals fan. He's you know he, he just watches because I I cover the team. His quote was, "You got to be bleeping kidding me." So if he <laughs> says that, imagine what I think about that. Like it's it's I say like I think what Cliff has done is a huge surprise from you know five wins to eight wins to eleven wins. Steve Kime, you know. I guess that they've had some of their best years since he's been GM with the BA years. Uh, I don't think that Steve Kime should have had a job after the year that was 2018 when they went three and 13 and they had, they scored less points per game than the 2008 Detroit Lions who went 0 and 16. I don't think he should have had a job then. Um, so, you know, 
this is the I call the Arizona Cardinals the definition of insanity. Expect doing the same thing, expecting different results, and that's exactly what Michael Bidwell did by extending the two of them. So I hope it changes. I hope everything changes from what we've seen so far, and the Cardinals can expound upon their eleven wins from last year. But not all eleven win seasons are the same. You know that, Q, and it's yeah. just starting seven and 0, 10 and two, and they didn't clinch a playoff spot on their own. Sean McVay had to do it for them. So wow. that tells you what the 2021 season really ended up as. All right, man. I don't mean to cry too much, but are Cardinals fans <laughs> seeing this? It. Are Cardinals fans seeing this all season as a regression? No, you know, I I don't think so yet. Um, you know, it's bringing back James Conner. I think was a great move. Zach Ertz, obviously, great move. Um, what we've seen, where and you know, with, like it really kind of hit a tipping point today, where. Allen Robinson signing with the Rams. It's like, well, I know that they've lost a couple players. I know they lost Von Miller, but if they if they realize the urgency of every offseason, you know, I, I just don't know what Steve comes waiting for. Maybe he has a big plan. I don't know. He's he gets paid a lot more than me to do his job. So um ninety six hours is a long time to start free well the legal tampering and then free agency to really not have made any sort of higher impact moves and losing the likes of Chandler Jones. So, I mean, it, it's still early. As my co-host told me, Bo's Brock, he said, chill out, it's still early. I just don't know how long the still early moniker should last before some kind of uncertainty settles in. Well, if it makes you feel any better, Alex, I mean, nothing going on with the Raiders for the first two days of the legal tampering period. Uh, there was a little signing here, a little signing there that was just, you know, depth pieces. And then all of a sudden when the league year hits – Boom, Chandler Jones. You know, I mean, then there was all of a sudden there was some movement. You know, they uh, Bilal Nichols from the from the Bears. I mean, then all of a sudden they started making some things happen. So, uh, Bo might be right in this situation. Maybe uh, Steve Kime is sitting back. <laughs> no therapy for you, huh? You're not be- you're not believing that. I hear you. I hear you. I usually don't say that Bo is right about things either, but uh, he's he's your guy, your co-host there on Locked On Cardinals does a fantastic job. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, maybe they'll make some moves. I-, I don't know. I mean, but that division is still tough. Obviously, even with Russell Wilson now being in the AFC West, it's still a tough division. How do you think, as we wrap this up, how do you think this whole situation with Kyler ends up uh, shaking out? I think they'll extend them. Um... The, the interesting thing, like, when, when Pro Football Talk came out and said that there was a tie between the Cardinals and Deshaun Watson, like, they had talked about that, and it, it slowly dissipated. But Kyler Murray is already the best quarterback we've ever drafted. Right. You know, like, that shows that just the futility that's been over the course of history. If you want to change the landscape of an organization, you do whatever this young gentleman wants you know, within reason. And I right. think paying him, especially the Deshaun Watson contract, if you want to extend him a year early and save money on the, on the quarterback scale, like, like the Rams did. And like, especially like Philly did with Carson Wentz, even though it didn't work out. I mean, they saved a boatload of cheese by doing it early. Right. I don't see a downside by extending Kyler Murray and just having some sort of stability at that position, especially if you want to attract offensive players. I think it's the easiest way to do it for the next handful of years. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense, and uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting, man. I, I can't wait to see how everything shakes out and see if the Cardinals continue that trajectory because I'm a Kyler Murray guy, man. I like Kyler Murray a lot, love what he did in high school, love what he did in college at Oklahoma, and uh, I like what he's done so far. I just want to see if he can take that next step and if it's with Cliff or not, but we'll see how that all shakes out. Alex, great stuff as always, my man. What, uh, what do you and Bo have coming on Locked On Cardinals that I need to be on the lookout for? Just 
I'm just I'm just waiting for something to happen, man. I like <laughs> we're talking we're talking we're talking potential Daniel Hunter trade. We're talking potential Fletcher Cox uh, acquisition. The Cardinals need some big boys up front, and um, yeah, I mean that that's more what we're on the lookout for in the secondary is is future as well. I will tell you, I'm a huge Derek Carr truther, huge Derek Carr fan. I think he gets a raw deal a lot. Well, you know what? No, let me expand on that. Let me ask you. I'm glad you said that. Uh, not because you you spoke positively on Derek Carr, but you know, a, a lot of folks don't think that he can get it done. A lot of folks don't believe that he's the guy that can take him to the next level. I feel like that they can win with him. I do. I really do. What I mean, just what makes you believe that Derek Carr is the guy? Well, there are five to seven one percenters in the NFL quarterback wise. You know, Mahomes, Herbert, you know, guys all the way at the top, they're going to be great for a long time. There are the bottom guys who you're on teams with, you know, the, the carousel of quarterbacks. And then you have the dudes in the middle that really just need good leadership skills, good offensive players, and a good offensive line, and they can win you games. And look at down the stretch what the Rams did. I mean, come right. on. If that, if that wasn't enough, like, I, I even say this in some capacity about, like, not as much about Baker Mayfield, he's kind of gone a little, he's kind of taken a left turn recently, but Derek Carr is an adult and a leader, and, and the guys follow him. Right. Like, you know how rare that is? <laughs> like, it's, it's just like, with the carousel of quarterbacks, and I know he's not the best quarterback, they were 13, what were they, 12-4, and 13-3 before he got injured, when, when they had the one or two oh, yeah, a handful yeah, of years yeah, ago. Yeah, 12-4, like, yeah, yeah. That was early. If you win that many games early on as a quarterback, like, that's, it's like a Joe Burrow kind of thing. But Joe Burrow has the candy store when it comes to offensive firepower. Right. He just didn't so. have no protection. Well, they're working on it. They're trying to get on some protection, <laughs> but, yeah, he's got the weapons. Yeah. Well, Alex, hey, man, fantastic stuff. I wanted you to uh, expand on that just because you mentioned it. You kind of volunteered that, so I thought I'd ask you a question. Great stuff as always, man. You know, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, and uh, you need to come out to Vegas, man. When you get out here, you need to make sure you holler at me so uh, we can hang out. Soon. Soon. <laughs> there it is. Right on, Alex. Appreciate you, brother. There Thanks, he goes. Man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. There he goes. Alex Clancy hosts the Locked On Cardinals. Him and Bo Brock do a fantastic job. You can check out Alex on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. And, hey, it never hurts when someone just volunteers a Derek Carr nugget. So, And it's funny how many people we have that are on the show that they'll enter in the interview or somewhere in the interview themselves, they'll say, oh, I'm a huge fan of Derek Carr. Oh, it's I'm, nice to hear. I mean, it's, it is. It's just so funny. And I've said it before, and people think, oh, you're just – you're just trying to cut for Derek Carr. You're trying to cut for the team. No, these people are – I didn't ask him about Carr at all. He brought him up. It's That's, either you're on the payroll for Carr or you want to get rid of him more than anybody. Right. Which one is it? I know, man. I can't, I can't win. I'll tell you what, man. I wish I was on someone's payroll. <laughs> I don't care whose payroll it is. I wish I was on someone's payroll. I'll take it. I just – I'm happy to be that guy that I'm just broken. I'm that broke dude in the corner, but it's okay. I'll take it. I'm not mad at it. It's how we live our lives. 2.46 is the time. Many thanks to Alex Clancy for joining us there. Come back. We'll close out hour number one. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. <laughs> Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 251 is the time. Had a very spirited first hour so far. And just think, Raider Nation, we got another hour to go. Tamon Cotton in the home studio, your boy Q. And I'm in my home studio. This is Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. 
Got some great texts on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Want to make sure I get to those. Sometimes we get a lot of good texts, and I don't get to them all. Juice Almighty 89 said, hey, I'm all about Carr. Remember when Mac had those attacks on Denver? In the video they put out where Carr said, now I know why they picked you before me. Ha, Carr all day, man. Let's keep it going. I remember that video, too. And that was, man, that was a, a hell of a day when uh, Khalil Mack went off against Denver. Uh, I'm hoping that Max Crosby and Chandler Jones can go off against Denver this year, get Russell Wilson a little frustrated. Uh, got a text from uh, Big Dub Raider Q. Aren't you on the Tyler Huntley payroll? LOL. <laughs> Good old Tyler Huntley, Damon. That's the gift that keeps on giving, right? Jeez. One tweet. One tweet. I can't give nobody props, but uh, no, Big Dub Raider got me right there. I give that dude props on a, on a, on a bye week. The Raiders had a bye that day. That's the only reason I was even watching the damn game. And I was like, hey, man, this Tyler Huntley guy's all right. Oh, Q's trying to get rid of Carr. Bring in Huntley. I didn't say any not of that. You're not supposed to watch anybody else play football. Apparently not. I just had another dude tweet at me and tell me I had all the answers. This was, It's funny. We actually had like a couple tweets uh, like a couple days ago. It started a couple days ago. Uh, it was another one of our famous uh, the Raiders are trying to, to tank type tweets. And I said, well, I'm just going to wait until it plays out. This was a couple days ago. And then I just got the response tweet. Well, apparently you have all the answers. No, I don't. I just, I'm just kind of patient. You're so smart and you think you know I'm everything. I'm just kind of patient. You know, I mean, hell, we just barely got into the league year. So. Sounds like he's mad that the Raiders made some good moves. Well, yeah, just, you know, because I said, no, I'm just I'm not willing to, you know, have a knee-jerk reaction right now. Hell, I'm too old to have a knee-jerk reaction, man. I got to take everything slow. <laughs> Speaking of taking things slow, let's go out to the phone line, man. 702-365-9200. Jason, right here in Vegas. What's on your mind, my man? Good, man. Hope, hope it sounds like you're underwater. What's up, dog? Oh, man, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, I got you. I got you. You're good now. Okay, sorry. Sorry. It's driving by the house. Hey, uh, uh, man, I just want to say uh, this week, man, our, our feelings have been like my pocketbook. We're all right. Then we were down, 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 like I spent too much, and then, bam, I got paid, and now we're back all high and all mighty again. <laughs> That's like me playing triple-double uh, diamond. <laughs> yep, exactly, man, exactly. Hey, uh, also, too, man, today, that, that, that interview, man, that channel interview was, man, dude, I was, <laughs> I'm getting out of work, you know, I'm listening to the interview, I'm, I'm getting all my tools, I'm over here fired up, feel like I'm ready to roll out of here, run around in circles, I got the vibe, I'm over here screaming like, yeah, you know, yeah, all right, cool, you know, Max. Max Chatter's going, go, let's go, go. My boss is looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with you, man? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, man, you know, fired up, man, Raiders. He's like, he's like, be quiet about them, Raiders, man. The 49ers, I tell shut up. The 49ers ain't doing nothing. Uh, he a 40, he a 40, he a, he a 40 uh, Winer fan. So. There you go. But, uh, <laughs> hey, man, I uh, appreciate, man, you, you guys always kill every offseason, man. I, I, dig, I dig that you guys do this, man. You know, it, it's really tough to get the contact before you guys came, and, and, and now that it's here, man, I, I, all I do is listen to you guys, and the only time I don't listen is when Rich is on. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I appreciate what you guys do, man. I, I, gave, I gave a little shout-out to, to play earlier today, you know, JT also. He, he always brings it down good, good. So, you know, I just got to say, uh, you, know, you know, you guys got to stay up. You know, thanks for everything you guys do, and uh, go Raiders. There you go. Raiders! Nice, nice. That's uh. That's Jason, a.k.a. Twilight, right there with the call, man. Fantastic stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. I appreciate you, my man. Uh, let's hustle up and get one more call in. Fargo Raider, you're up next. What's up, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, Q and DeMond. Thank you for taking my call. 
it's a beautiful St. Patty's Day. Having heard from our from our new rusher, man, you damn right you want to play with Max Crosby. Who wouldn't? <laughs> you want to get sacks? Then you know you're gonna get him when this man is gonna be getting double teamed. He got paid not because the DNs get paid, not not because you deserve it, but because you're a monster. Max Crosby, thank you for sticking with us. I don't give a damn who you think you are. You can piddle-paddle around your offensive line all you want, but you ain't about to escape these two monsters coming off the edge. I'm excited to see who they put up the middle. Hell, right now with these two guys, seemingly even Klee could get it done. I'm, I mean, I see the sky as the limit. As far as the wide receiver class, Man, why spend big money? I like where we're going. Continue spending big money on the defense. Draft a guy for a wide receiver. Why are we going to waste money when we could just spend some draft capital that we end up wasting anyway? Go get a guy like a Traylon Burks or a Christian Watson, big dude that will bully DBs and get it done. I'm finally happy not hearing all this Carbashia nonsense. Get it done. Thank you guys for taking my call. You have a great day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Fargo Raider, man, you sounded pretty fired up in that call. I like that, man. That's good stuff. And I like to hear the, the nation all fired up and excited on a uh, on a Thursday afternoon, man. I mean, and, and, you know, listening to Chandler Jones talk, that'll do that to you. That'll get you fired up. So great to have him in the first segment. Great to have Alex and appreciate the calls from Twilight. I mean, Jason and Fargo Raider as well. Coming up next, we're going to kick off our number two of the show, Jessica Felton. She's from the Raider Image. She's going to tell us some good things going on at the Raider Image. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920.